Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Reed from Reed Langdon Pilates in San Francisco, California. Welcome to the show, Reed. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Of course. I'm excited to have you here, Reed, to talk more about you know, your Pilates studio. I'm very excited. But before we dive into the fun, nitty-gritty business side of things, you know, for the you know, well, actually, from my understanding and for our listeners' understanding, when you first, you know, established this Pilates studio, what was the vision that you had in mind for it? That's that's a really that's a great question. Uh, I well, a couple things. Pilates is something I think that if everybody did it every day, and it's not just me that thinks this. Joseph Pilates, the originator of mm-hmm. of the. The, the method actually felt this way. If everybody did Pilates every day, the world would be a better place. You feel better in your body when you do these particular exercises. Uh, and it sounds a little woo, but I think it's, it's also true. He thought that uh, if everybody did Pilates the way you see some cultures doing Tai Chi every morning, you know, like if everybody just did it as part of their day, there would be less hostility and war on the planet. And so that's a pretty lofty goal, but I, ha- I happen to agree with it. So when I first started, I wanted to bring it to more people. I wanted to bring it in a way that everybody could do it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I also wanted to serve a particular population of people, which I feel like we're going to talk about later. But mm-hmm. um, uh, there's, there were a couple of overlapping reasons when I, when I got into this and when I really decided to pursue it as a career. Yeah, so you know, what I'm hearing is that it comes from a deeper desire to serve people and to, you know, help them to improve their health. I mean, let's just be real. All of us fitness professionals, we get into this industry to serve people. Um, so let's dive right into the business side of things. So for the listeners understanding of, you know, what you do at your Pilates studio, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to your clientele and who do you serve? Okay. So uh, I teach right now uh, one-on-ones and duets. So it's either one person at a time or two people at a time. Um, Before the pandemic, I did a lot more group teaching. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is important to Pilates is form. You know, you can, you can do all all forms of exercise are great. You know, as long as you're moving your body, thumbs up, good job. And the thing about Pilates though, is that in order to get the most benefit, there is a precise way to do the exercises. And everybody's precise way is a little bit different because everybody's body is a little different. Mm-hmm. So what I bring, what I help hope to help my clients is to really understand what's meant to be happening in their body in a particular exercise. So it's very tailored to whatever they have going on mm-hmm. and uh, give that kind of special attention so that anywhere else they go to do Pilates, whether it's a group class with another instructor, they know their body better. And so it always, that's the most surprising thing is that we're in this body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and none of us really spend the time. You know, if, you, if you're a tennis player, you might know, I, I have this, I have that, but why, you know, why is it easier to hit forehand than backhand? You know, what's mm-hmm. going on in your body? And that's what a, a tennis coach probably works with that client. I'm kind of the same way with Pilates. I'm more of a Pilates coach to get them into their body and understanding when the instructor is telling you to do this, this is what it means, particularly for me. 
right? This is how I interpret that remark with my body. And then the other population that I serve um, is uh, there's a there's a, a syndrome called Ehlers-Danlos. And it, if you've ever met someone who's very bendy, your your uh, your circus act people that can fold themselves right in half are like this. We just have very flexible uh, connective tissue. Yeah. It makes us incredibly flexible, but it makes a lot of other things really hard. It makes us a little accident prone. I have it. It runs in my family, and I have a, a, about half my clients have some form of this or other. And so the, the doing any form of exercise with this where your connectivity tissue doesn't talk back to you and doesn't give you maybe the feedback that a typical person would get, it can be harder, it can be dangerous, and you may not feel it. You know, you just don't feel when certain muscles are, are working. And so I work with those people. And Pilates turns out to be like the perfect exercise for people with Ehlers-Danlos because it teaches you, if you're doing it with someone who understands, it teaches you to connect. And you do get less accident prone and you mm -hmm. get healthier and you get stronger. Whereas just repeatedly lifting a, a weight with your shoulder joint doesn't do anything. So Yeah. And, and from my understanding of, you know, what Pilates is just to, you know, going to the fitness side real quick, because obviously, you know, it's very interesting to me. Like you use mainly body weight on machines. So like you're able to really, you know, connect, as you said, you know, your body together. And I really think that helps, you know, your other, you know, types of clients that you serve. Um, so with the business, it's mainly the one-on-ones and duets. So right now, how many people are you serving? Right now, I'm, I'm down a little bit. Uh, normally, it would be about 40. Right yep. now, it's 30, 32, 33, I think. Good question. Um, okay. So yeah, it's, I, and I would, I would prefer to actually increase that number. I would like to be teaching hundreds of people. And, and that's one of the things that I, that's a big goal of mine for 2023 to get, I like to hear that get the word, get the word out there because uh, just like I said, everybody can benefit. It's, it's, it's so specialized and it's so um, it's Pilates is I think our biggest problem in the Pilates industry is that it's just a little bit inaccessible. And the challenge is it's very specific. It's, 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 you know, that there's a, there's a difference in do you teach it exactly the way Joseph Pilates taught it? Or do you teach it, you know, can you modernize it? Can you add things? And there's a, there's a kind of a big, eh, maybe, maybe not so big, but a little disagreement or a little, little gentle challenge in the industry about how do we do this? Mm -hmm. But then once you bring it to a wider audience and you're not looking at one body at a time, right? Does it get diluted to the point where it's not really Pilates anymore? And so my challenge is, to keep it just that specific and yet have many, many people being able to do it mm. with, with the actual intention of the exercises and getting that benefit. Yeah. So it's like you want to serve many people, but you don't want to dilute the service where the people aren't able to get that, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, great attention to detail. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's, uh, it, it just depends how you move, you know, how, what kind of, how, how you're moving the body to do it. Like if I went to lift my arm, like I said before, am I doing it from my shoulder mm. or am I doing it from serratus? Well, you know, that's, that's a super eggheady, you know, fitness person. Like how do I cue the average, you know, person on the street that doesn't want to know the names of the muscles, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's, if, if you're doing anything with a larger group, you know, I can't manually queue hundred people yeah. at a time. You know, I can't really serve hundred people. It's a little at a time. difficult to be able to, you know, be in 10 places at once. 
Right, right. Yeah. So, but I, the, but the, that's the goal. The goal is to to be able to really get more people um, feeling better in their bodies. As much as I love doing one-on-one, I think there's a bigger there's a bigger picture out there. Yeah, and I'm excited to you know see where you bring this. So, since you do want to serve some more people, what's the size of the you know studio? Is it smaller, larger? What's the size of it? It's a smaller studio. So I I do I do have a lot of equipment. I have two of everything because I can do duets. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and I I could conceivably with the equipment I have do a trio. Yeah. But I think the, you know, right for right now, the way I have it set up, it's a smaller studio with just two of everything, two of each apparatus. Okay. So what's the size of it? Just so our listeners can have like an understanding of, you know, relatively how many people to like the size of it. Uh, I, I think it's uh, 300 square feet. It's an, it's an unusual shape. So it's not just a rectangle, but okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's, uh, I, there's lots of, the, one of the things that I wanted, I moved into a bigger space here. And one of the things I wanted was lots more room to move around so that people weren't kind of like, like on top of each other, trying to exercise. Yeah. So, and also for social distancing, because when I, when I moved to the space, uh, you know, I wanted everybody to be able to stand at least six feet apart. I wanted mm-hmm. there to be a way to have open air so that we, you know, especially on the, the, the warmer days in San Francisco, which there are not that many, but on the warmer days, we could just have it totally open air and, and, you know, as close as you can be to being outdoors without actually being outdoors. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, since you do want to, you know, grow this business here, Re, you know, what are you doing to bring more people into the studio in terms of marketing? Ah, that's a good one. Uh, that's that's what they never tell you when you're a Pilates instructor. You also have to be a marketing genius, and you you know you need to you need to understand finance and all the other stuff. Yeah, so that's been the, the the real interesting part of the journey. Um, I'm doing I'm uh, committing to being more on Instagram this next year okay. and on Facebook. And as I uh, have done that in the past, kind of didn't do it as much in 2022 because I was at a level like I said I wanted to go with a, a little bit fewer clients. But when I go back to build. Uh, in the beginning of the year, it's going to be doing a lot more of those kind of posts. And the other thing that I do that I have done is um, posting on Google Business. Yep. And and that's uh, doing doing a little a little blog post or a little blurb. Mm-hmm. And getting that like organic reach yeah. out there and and you know catching the eyeballs of you know prospective clients. Yeah. 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 And awesome. I've, I've actually done a lot of a lot of good in terms of where I, I mostly my new clients come word of mouth which is great and would never ever complain about that I actually like to work with people that people know yeah. um bigger it, relationships it, stronger yeah, yeah relationships stronger but also it's it sort of um nobody likes to well there are people who like to sell but that's not why I became a Pilates instructor to have mm-hmm. to sell people I want to just share share this beautiful work with people and so mm-hmm. those people kind of come and I mean this in the most positive way they kind of come pre-sold they've heard from their friends you know they mm-hmm. want to they want to get a little experiment with what their what their friend is sharing and mm-hmm. so that to me you know that that is um a person who's already interested and excited is gonna love what I do more mm-hmm. than someone who's you know skeptical and withdrawn and you know, kind of not, you know, already yeah. bought into what it is that you're doing. They just, you know, saw an advertisement like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, Pilates would be my thing. Maybe not. But you know, having yeah. that word of mouth there obviously is amazing because as you said, the people already have an idea of what they want to do and they already have that trust and relationship with you. 
only thing from, you know, what I've heard from other gym owners is that it's hard to track. Like you're not able to know exactly how many people are coming in, you know, every single month. Um, but I do want to piggyback what you said in terms of, you know, we come into this industry because we love to work out and work with people like the fitness side. We come in here to do that, but we never really understood that, Hey, you, you also have to do the admin. You have to do the finances, the, the marketing, advertising, sales, retention, everything there. Um, and that's like one of the biggest you know, misconceptions that I've seen in our industry, but obviously, you know, it's a, uh, it's a journey to, uh, to take on and learn and, you know, be a learner and always be, you know, growing. Um, so you mentioned that one of the things in 2023 that you want to focus on is the social media stuff, which I'm excited to talk about that. Social media is, is awesome. It, it really is. Um, so are you planning on mainly staying on the organic side of things or also doing some, you know, social media paid advertising? I, I dabbled a couple of years ago with some social media paid advertising and I, I come at it with a gentle bias because I used to be uh, an engineer. I used to be a software engineer, not, not on that side. I used to be a, a cybersecurity engineer, which is a different okay. thing. But when uh, the, the, the hard part for me is the, the tools are not, if you're doing it yourself, which, you know, please, hire out, find someone you can trust. That's the, that's the, the hard step for me is, you know, you don't, you can't, you don't know other than word of mouth if somebody really knows what they're doing. But mm -hmm. the, the feedback that, that the, the online ad media give you, you know, what they give you, you can't um, verify. You can't independently verify. There's no way, you know, they, they could mm -hmm. tell you anything. And so the only result that you get, the only real result you get is if, if people see it and if people do come in, mm. right? And then they indicate that they saw you online. Mm -hmm. So that's, and it's very hard to target, like let's say now I could, I could Zoom with anybody and I do have clients that used to live in San Francisco, that New York, I have people in, in uh, France, I, you know, there are people all around the world. I work with someone who is uh, occasionally in, in Brazil, we do Pilates there. So that's not, you know, but, but my, my, market for my in-person studio is people who live reasonably close, you know, nobody's yeah. driving 40 miles for your Pilates and being able to target, you know, just a particular neighborhood or being able to target just a particular region can get, you know, I, I, that was my complaint with the, the tools before where it's just like, I just want to narrow it really like what people, people within walking distance to this place or people within, you know, two miles of this place. And so, so that the, the tools to do that were very challenging when I tried it before. And so if I do that again, if I do on the, on the, the paid side of it, yeah. I'm either going to find someone or I'm going to find a, a provider with better tools and, and reporting that I feel like I can really make some sense out of. Otherwise, uh, I had a, I had a business mentor named uh, Floyd many years ago who said, I never, never gamble as much money as you'd crumple up and throw out the window of a moving car which is mm -hmm. excellent advice, by the way. And so that it's is amazing advice. Always, yeah. I always think about Floyd whenever I think about the online advertising. It's, it's not really a gamble. There is a result from it, but it's not. A, it's, if it's you know a, how to do it correctly. If you know how to do it correctly, if you can take the time to do it correctly. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're, you're willing to do a lot of trial and error, which again mm -hmm. is 
not why I got into teaching Pilates. You got into teaching Pilates to teach Pilates and help people improve their health. Really? Exactly. And, um, and it's interesting and it's fun, but it, it can, it's, it is also incredibly frustrating. You know, I'm sure there are people out there that love it and mm -hmm. I need to find one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so I'm just curious here, uh, what kind of advertising did you do on the social media? Was it Facebook, Instagram, or? I, I tried, I tried three different pathways. I tried Facebook, I tried Instagram, and I tried uh, some things on Nextdoor. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's the hyper-local, mm -hmm. uh, basically, neighborhood watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, it's a little, uh, a little interesting. Sometimes, you know, who parked in front of them, in front of where, but um, I actually had the best response out of Nextdoor, yeah. the best, the best response that I could measure concretely. There may, mm -hmm. there may have been, like, the, the ads may have gotten delivered. Um, I think sometimes when it's, it, and I was able to target specific bounded neighborhoods on Nextdoor, and I think that's why it worked better. Whereas on on Facebook, in order they they have um, very understandable. Probably everybody knows this, but they have very understandable sta standards of who you can advertise to. So you're not um, you're you're being democratic. You're being mm -hmm. equitable, right? yep. and that's a good thing. But at the same time, I wanted I wanted people very you know, I want, I wanted to be able to advertise to particular neighborhoods that are, that are physically close to me. And so I think that's why I got a better response on Nextdoor because I was able to do that. You know, it was targeted, you know, for that particular reason. And that's, that's interesting I because to do that on Facebook, maybe I just didn't know how to, to do it better on Facebook. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like in my experience, I used to do, you know, paid advertising too. Um, and I have spoken to some gym owners that do it as well. Um, and, you know, for the listeners understanding of, you know, paid advertising, like obviously in Reese's experience, wasn't able to find that exact, you know, persona there through the advertising. But um, with the Facebook, pay, you know, paid advertising, you have so many like selections to choose from, you know, income level, you know, who they are, age, you know, gender, um, goals, interests. And you're able to really like specifically find where they are, their neighborhood. Um, so, I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel, um, you know, kind of like bad in a way because like paid advertising, it's, it's amazing when it works, but when it doesn't work, that's when it's, oh my goodness, like I'm putting so much money into this. I'm not seeing a return, but if you know how to do it correctly, double down, use it, utilize it, leverage it. Um, so Ray, um, back to you here. Um, I'm curious you know, in the business right now on the business side of things, what do you think is the, you know, biggest bottleneck that you have faced so far in your, you know, tenure as a Pilates studio owner? Uh, it, it's, it's, well, frankly, perfectionism, you know, I, I want to be good. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating to, to not be great at Facebook ads. Because it's part of my job, you know, as, as you know, when, when you're a solo operator, it's part of my job. So um, being able to, the, the, the bottleneck in terms of the business is figuring out how to do it, it be, be an excellent, excellent Pilates instructor, take great, great care of clients, mm -hmm. which that's the easy part, and then figure out 
how can I do the rest? Not an A plus level, right? Mm -hmm. But just but well like enough. B plus A. Yeah, yeah, and and figure out like what what to do there so that I can get all those other things done. I mean, it's and this is, I I, I really don't want this to sound like whining, but you know, I clean my studio. I have to clean my studio, so I want that studio to be clean. But at the same time, I can't physically afford to spend five hours a week doing it right or every mm -hmm. day. I'm working. I'm not going to spend an hour, so I have to figure out like systems and efficiencies to get it done and get it done really, really well, mm -hmm. right? Any of the maintenance that I need to do on the equipment, I have to, same thing. I have to do it really, really well. It's important that that stuff works perfectly, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, but I have to be really smart about how I do it. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I occasionally had to be in contact with the company. Like if this is happening, what do I do? And, you know, the company that made the equipment, what do I do? Or what's the best, fastest way to clean it? You're, you know, you're trying to really figure out how to do all of those things. And yeah, you know, not being and, a, being a also, business owner and also, you know, just trying to, well, from what I'm hearing here is, you know, serving your clients the best of your abilities, but not, you know, losing that touch because you have to focus on, you know, running the business. Right. Which I hear right. a lot in this industry, you know, a lot of, a lot of gym owners are in this similar situation here. Like they love training. They love working with people. But once it comes to the business side of things, they're just like, holy moly, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do everything. And, you know, I relate to the perfectionism side of things there. You know, I, I want to be perfect with every single thing I do, every single conversation I have, every, you know, workout I do. Um, but that aside, not talking about me, talking about you here. Um, one last question here for you, Ree. Um, you know, when you got into this Pilates studio business, go back to when you, you know, for, you know, first started, what, like, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self to prepare you for this tenure? The, the, can't do one thing. I can do two things. <laughs> so one is to um, not fake it till you make it because I, I just personally don't respond well to that advice. I don't, like the fake it part of it really bothers me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I had a financial advisor, I would not want, want that financial advisor to be faking it until they made it. I would want that financial advisor Being to be transparent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but the, the, the flip side of that coin is that um, to, to find one thing you can believe in in yourself that you have to offer and maybe you know three years from now there will be six thousand things that you can offer but right now just just center the belief in yourself on one thing that you know is there right and then you don't have to fake it until you make it right you're you're actually delivering something of value with every person that you're working with with every client that you're involved with with every other trainer right and and part of that then your job when you have the one thing to believe in is to be learning Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's true whether you've been doing it for five minutes or 50 years, right? To mm -hmm. always be learning the next thing. I'm, that's my favorite part of this job is that I'm never done learning, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's, and I'm always being open-minded and, and you know, being growth-oriented. Yeah, to, 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 I don't, I don't know everything. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I went to a seminar, I think last weekend, maybe the weekend before where I learned a whole bunch of new stuff and it, and it totally informed the way I taught the, the, the very next Monday. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was workshop on the on the Iliosalas, and very next, I was like, oh, it just lit up some stuff inside, like the mental picture of what happens inside your pelvis is like different now. And so I was teaching differently because of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the the kind of a combination piece. And then the other piece is more on the business side, which is that um, the the more you develop not necessarily your business skill, but your business identity, which mm. is a different thing, um, that I think the easier it is to, to run your business. And I think for me, the, the transition from being an engineer, you know, I, that was my identity. I, you know, I'm an engineer, I'm a mom, you know, whatever. And mm. I, I, I tried to come at a lot of these things that I'm facing now with my engineer mindset and it took me a really long really like an embarrassingly long time to figure out well you're not an engineer anymore you kind of are you're and maybe maybe that really makes you a better teacher in some ways but in terms of running the business that engineering mindset is not helping you so the minute i started having okay what would a what would a pilates business owner do and started really thinking that way which sounds so stupid now that i've said the words out loud but i'm going to keep going but anyway once i started thinking that way it, it just sort of came with this this ease and flow and instead of being resistant to some of the things where you know i didn't as an engineer i never used to have to do marketing that was someone else's job right so but now once i'm like oh as a business owner it's part of my identity i'm a business owner business owners market it's like it's like walking downhill now right Mm -hmm. oh time to market right and whereas Mm -hmm. before i might have been like i would rather clean the kitchen floor than think about yeah clean the dishes or something not not put out advertisements and, and, you know, sell new programs. It's like, I might really do the easier stuff. But, um, so, you know, what I'm hearing here, Ree, is like, one, find a mission and a purpose with what you do. And two, um, be willing to shed old identities in order to become who it is that you want to become with what you're doing. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. And that's probably, that's probably like great life advice. No matter, no matter what, like yeah. the, the minute, the minute you decide on, you know, whatever the goal is, you know, I want to be the peanut butter king of the entire world. You know, whatever you did before is, is there are going to be lots of pieces that are going to help you on that other journey. But if you stick to the old identity that you had before, you'll never become the peanut butter king of the whole world. You know, it's just, it just, you have to, you have to have that mental shift. And people talk about that a lot, but they don't really talk about how. Mm, right? Yes. And that's, Yeah. So, we are about to go down a rabbit hole here, Ree. My goodness, I am excited. Um, you know, I, I, let's just do another seven minutes right here, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I agree full-heartedly with you, you know, in terms of, yes, in order to become, you know, the person you want to become, you first have to believe it. You have to take on the identity. But what people are missing, you know, from my perspective is the action to do it. You can think of it all day long, you can, you know, brainwash yourself and yeah, I'm this person, but if you don't put in the work, put in the action to become that person and you never will become who you want to be. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome, Marie. And Marie, I just want to thank you for, you know, hopping on the podcast today. It was a, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, but before we, you know, hop off, if you don't mind, you know, just share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So I am Re Pilates on Instagram. It's R-I-E Pilates, just like it's regularly spelled. 
And my website is www.repilates.com. So pretty easy on both counts. And for my uh, people with Ehlers-Danlos or EDS, uh, Ehlers-Danlos people are, have adopted the persona of zebras because a lot of doctors, you know, one of the things that happens to people with this syndrome is we get misdiagnosed because mm -hmm. you know the, the, the joke is that the doctor will hear hoofbeats and assume it's a horse, you know, okay. you assume it's a horse, but it's really a zebra. Zebras have hoofbeats too. So it's something different going on. So the symbol of uh, the, the, I believe it's the Ehlers-Danlos Society is the zebra. And so you, we call ourselves zebras. And so I have another Instagram called Zebra Pilates where I, where I speak more directly to that, to that client, uh, trying to, trying to help that client move and feel a little bit better. That is awesome, Ray. And again, Ray, I just want to thank you for really hopping on today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Good, good questions. Interesting questions. And I, I could, but I could keep talking for hours with you. So thank you. Same here, of course. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to join us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Quinton Housey from the Peace Center Gym in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Quinton. How are you today? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Before we dive into the business, first, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Well, um, every beginning of the year, I always do uh, like a prayer and fast. Uh, just to kind of reset my mind, reset my heart, reset everything in life. Um, and in 2020, I just kept hearing it, started gym, started gym, started gym. And I I, I just went with it. And, um, you know, and three years later, here we are today. That's awesome. What was your background before you decided, you know, you heard that voice telling you to open a gym? Were you in the fitness industry already? Um, not really. Um, I, I was before, but, uh, I've been more actively pursuing acting music, um, by moving to Los Angeles. That's so kind of like everybody's hopes and dreams. Um, yeah. and I just stumbled into the business of fitness training. That's awesome. That's super unique. Where were you from before you moved to Los Angeles? Uh, I lived in uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, okay. uh, which is where I was uh, born and raised. Um, I went to school in Tuscaloosa uh, and Montgomery as well. Um, so good, 
good Southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a ways away from Alabama now. Um, so yeah. tell us about the Peace Center Gym. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before, services that you offer, all that good stuff? Yeah, um, well, we are really a unique spot. Um, I tell people it's more than just a workout. It's it's peace that starts inside and works its way out and literally affects your entire life. Um, and the thing about peace is that you, uh, it's not just that you're like, you know, I feel good, and, you, know, I'm, you know, cool, uh, but things in life are like complete. They are whole, nothing's missing, nothing's broken. Um, and it's kind of like that with, uh, with fitness or with your health. Um, and any way that you can gain the most out of something, you have to always go back to the purpose. You have to always go back to the foundation um, of what that thing is and why it's there uh, to be used. And the thing with the body is that there is a purpose for it. So if we can like understand the purpose of the body, understand the purpose of how it operates, um, why it operates the way it does, then you can unlock treasures and tools and understanding and really optimally taking advantage of what your body truly can do. Yeah, I think that's super true. I think a lot of times, especially in fitness, we kind of stray away from the basics really in anything in life. And I think that's, that's super important as we come back to, to the why of why we're doing it. Um, so I think that's a great, great message that you have for the gym. Um, so tell me about like your member base, how many members do you have um, part of the gym now? Um, right now, I would say there's between 40, 50 people that come in and out, um, whether that's through personal training classes um, or uh, just regular gym membership. Gotcha. Awesome. And then I always like to ask, is that like where you want to be or are you looking to still grow the business and get some more people in the door? I want to grow it as large as possible. Thank you. Um, I- I want to have peace everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Okay, so what have you done so far, you know, to bring in the members that you have now? What's been your your marketing strategy? Um, I'm, so far, it's it, it's been kind of a learning process. Um, fortunately, by being a, a brick and mortar building, um, I have the advantage of storefront advertising. Um, just because I'm there, uh, people walk by and they they see that the, that it's a gym, um, and it gives them a little bit more ease of access to come in. Um, uh, fortunately, also uh, when they say location, 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 super important. Um, I'm one a good named street. Um, on the lesser or less expensive side of it, but also I'm in a neighborhood. So by being in a neighborhood, uh, it gives me the advantage of just people, everyday people um, right here within a walking distance um, are my like bread and butter. Um, so as far as gym wise, um, uh, I've just been community open community oriented um, um, and uh, it's gained a lot of good friendships connections and whatnot um, but that's only one aspect of the gym and where I 
am and where I want to go with it. Gotcha. So yeah, when we think about growing beyond like the 40, 50 members you have coming in now, um, what other things do you think you'll try as far as advertising goes? Have you done any paid advertising or is that something you would try in the future? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've done some paid advertising. Um, I, I've dabbled in it for several years, so I've, I understand it. Um, and I, it, it, the paid advertising changes all the time. Um, mainly because how people interact with technology um, changes all the time. So it's never really like you learn one way to do it. And then that's like it. It's like, okay, I did this today. How effective was it today? But then tomorrow, what's changed? Right. Um, and, it, and it's kind of funny because uh, – like when I'm training clients, I, I kind of treat it the same way. Like there's never really a, never really should be necessarily a set in stone workout plan thing that, okay, this is what we're going to do for over the next uh, 14 weeks. Um, well, if, if they come in tomorrow and they sprain their ankle, then if you had leg day plan, that's going to like completely ruin that. So you kind of have to like be responsive of the person all the time, even during the workout. And so it's the same with business or advertising. It's like you have to be responsive of what's going on that very day. Um, how what's, what's changed since last night? You never know what happens. Like you go to sleep, wake up, and all of a sudden we've got a new president or like this has happened or this has changed and you can't go to the gym anymore. So you, you, it, it's, it's a wake up call to just be aware of everything that's going on like right now. Definitely. Yeah. I totally agree. Facebook is constantly changing algorithms of Facebook, Instagram, Google, always changing. So it's, it's hard when you're, you know, training people and keeping up with that. And then also trying to keep up with, what's popular in marketing right now. And also, you know, just wearing all the hats that a gym owner has to wear um, can get overwhelming to keep up with. But um, what avenues were you going through for paid advertising? Was it on social media or was it, you know, like billboards, flyers, what kind of things have you tried? No, it's funny. I've, I've tried uh, a lot of different things. Um, I've done Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, Instagram ads, um, of course, uh, business cards, flyers, I've had little like gadgets and, and things that I would give people. Um, I mean, my idea was always to, uh, be able to give somebody something. Um, so no matter what, whether they didn't want to hear me talk or like, listen to me, um, I would leave them with something that they'd be like, man, okay. Yeah. That that's a good, I, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I can like accomplish that through whatever medium, um, then that's like my ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, I, I did use like all of the, uh, like you, you name it. I've, I've probably tried it what worked the best for you out of the marketing tools that you tried 
Um, Facebook ads got me the like quickest response, the most response. Um, however, um, Google was always the like winner. Um, mainly because especially in like a community, um, you get the, uh, the advantage that people are near you. They're very close by. So the number one keyword that people type or search is gyms near me. Mm-hmm. And the second they do that, you you pop up. Like you've you have a very strong competitive advantage or edge to just, you know, filling your numbers. Um so it um yeah, Facebook's has been cool. Um but Google's always uh, came out the best. Awesome. Yeah, that's good to hear that you've, you found something that kind of works for you. Are you still doing Google and Facebook or are you not doing that at the moment? Um, at the moment, I know, but I am actually in plans to like reamp uh, or revisit like how I'm distributing content through Google and um, uh, yeah, probably do some more Facebook ads and stuff like that too. So. Yeah, definitely. I think that can be super beneficial, especially when we're looking for that big outreach and big growth. Um, you know, word of mouth only gets so far at some point. We need to start like reaching out other avenues. And I think that's where your social media and that Google, Facebook, Instagram um, all comes in super handy. So we can kind of be in control of how many people we're reaching as opposed to, you know, our members going out and doing the reaching for us and putting it in their hands. So yeah, I think that's, that's a good plan, especially in the new year um, to get into mm-hmm. some marketing. Um, so tell me, like, once someone is interested in the gym, maybe they clicked on an ad, maybe they called in, how do you turn someone who's just interested into a member? What's kind of like your sales process there? Um, the number one thing is just find out where that person is. Uh, if they are, uh, like, ready to to make immediate drastic changes in their life, uh, then it's like gauge that and you know at what level to bring them in or Mm -hmm. if they're still kind of unsure find out what they're unsure about and if the connection doesn't solve that or answer that solution then that was probably something else or you know this and that but you just kind of know um like what energy to put toward certain things uh, just based on how people are hungry for what you have to offer totally uh, I think there's big, you have to offer. <laughs> yeah I think there's like a big psychological aspect of fitness and figuring out what somebody needs and you know why they're coming in is super important so do you do that in like a consultation form like when someone comes in do they go through a consultation first or take an intro class or how does that work uh, I mean yeah just uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it would be through consultation form, uh, more like informally, um, just cause I'm, I'm just trying to catch like, you know, people in their most natural, comfortable way, as well as I'm just trying to be natural and comfortable. I'm not necessarily trying to think, I'm trying to listen to what like you are really saying and just, okay, well, yeah, like, well, this is how we think about it. And this is what we do um when's the next time you're going to be in let's let's work on this right now <laughs> as soon as possible 
yeah, I think that's important, isolating their goals and then how we're going to get there so that they want to come back in there, you know, excited to get started. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important. Um, so when somebody is a member, um, how do you keep them long-term? Like what's kind of like your retention strategy to make sure they they stick around? Yeah, um, over, over, over commit and over deliver. I, I, I think it is like invaluable to um, who sticks around you and for how long. Um, I don't think everybody's going to be in your life forever. Um, just because people move, people, uh, life situations happen. So it, it is not as convenient to like, you know, see you or come in person. Um, so I, I think it's important to give the best of what you have while that person is there, but always be speaking of vision always be speaking of future things like hey you like you're doing good um but next week let's let's continue to work on the balance let's continue to work on the stability because i think you've got like some unhidden power like you've gotten some unhidden stuff that we can really like open and and it gets you excited about okay yeah well, next time so on and so forth um but then again you also know like each individual uh like you can you can motivate people you can inspire people but you can't like make someone's decision to act it's it's never going to happen but as long as you provide opportunities and an open door for it and let them know that it's just as easy as just showing up then you've you've got somebody that that is connected yeah, I think that's really important and making sure people, you know, don't lose sight of their goals. Um, how do you keep track? You know, you mentioned you have about 40, 50 people in and out of the gym. How do you keep track of everyone's goals and who's working on what and when people are coming in? Do you have like systems set up, organization strategies? Um, tell me about that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm improving my my organization on that. I, I, don't, I mean, it's uh, currently it's as I go level um just keeping up like you know pen and paper or typing writing uh just kind of uh you know I've I've seen you 30,000 times now so I know exactly you know what you're what you're needing why you're here um but uh I I think there's always like ways to improve your organization skill um just because I know not by not doing it I'm, I am letting things kind of slip through the cracks, totally. even though I'm, I'm very like adamant about stuff and just very um, on it. But I've, I've noticed um, every day this past year, I, it's been a goal uh, to like just improve on some kind of order or some kind of, um, uh, the, for example, like the whole point of my gym is because it's called the Peace Center. Um, and it's like peace that should be like there in every step of the way. So if I'm letting peace rule my life, um, then when I'm trying to organize stuff, I need to be at peace with all the tasks that I have to do. So if I, I see myself or feel myself getting overwhelmed, then it's like, okay, let, let's take a step back. What's really going on? Am I adding too much on the plate? Is there something I can like, um, like 
push to the side? Is there something I need to do more of right now? Um, so it, it becomes kind of a day-to-day balance and you learn how to develop systems over time that kind of work for you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a growing process right now. Totally. Yeah. I know as a small business owner, like you're wearing all the hats, right? So you're doing the marketing, you're coaching people, you're maybe cleaning up the gym. So it's, it's easy to let something slip through the cracks sometimes when there's just so much going on. And so I think that organization is something all of us can always be improving on and, and changing as we go. So yeah, I think that's, that's really important. Um, so when we talk about growth, um, you mentioned to me, you know, you want to grow this thing, you want to add more services eventually, um, get more members in. What would you say is like the biggest challenge you're facing right now in the business um, when it comes to growth? What do you think is, is the biggest bottleneck there? Mm, um, right now, currently, uh, probably size of space. Um, just because there's a lot of like services. So uh, one could overlap essentially um it really hasn't um we've been able to like organize it uh so it's it's been fine but having a lot more people a lot more moving parts can can um be a challenge um uh i'd say other than that uh just being more consistent with my my media content um I I would say, yeah, even differently than claiming it social media, but just like media content as a gym owner, like there's so much content, like every second is worth like several thousands of clips, thousands of things you can use. And uh, I was, I was just kind of timid about it or just kind of like, I didn't understand how to approach it. Um, and recently I've gotten better at being able to capture almost every moment and it's allowed me to just kind of now I'm like my phone storage is like out of whack right now I have way too many videos so yeah that's good though you got a lot of content you can use to to start promoting especially in the new year do you have any um um, plans for the new year and and marketing to those New Year's resolution people, or are you going to keep everything Wesley the same this time of year? Um, no, I'm I'm always a creative. I I always like to like give you something that like you ain't seen before, but it makes sense and it makes you think. It's like oh oh yeah, makes sense. Um, so yeah, I've got some some things uh, today. Actually, I just launched one of the first things parts of my like marketing um process or marketing strategy um and over the next couple of days uh i'm gonna keep rolling some more stuff out um and yeah i it's definitely i think each year it's it's been different um just because i i think you don't no one likes to use the same marketing material over and over yeah Um, yeah, I feel like unless the fitness industry. No, go ahead. I, I was saying, unless it works, you're getting the same results every single time. But yeah, I don't think anybody likes to do same. Yeah, totally. I feel like the fitness industry itself is constantly changing. So marketing constantly has to be changing, you know, targeting, you know, a different trend or, you know, whatever. It's, it's always changing. So we have to keep up with that. So that can be a lot. 
Um, but tell me what would be like a piece of advice that you would give to somebody listening who wants to open their own gym or maybe something that you would go back and tell yourself a couple of years ago before you started. Uh, oh, the, the connection when I used, so can you, can you repeat that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just asking, um, what would you tell a prospective gym owner who might be listening to this episode, like a piece of advice, um, that you would give to someone who wants to open their own gym? Um, a piece of advice to someone who wants to open the gym. Um, well, I would definitely say be as precise as possible. Um, know why you're opening a gym um it, it's know that it is it, it is and it can be tougher than it looks mm-hmm. um especially if you're wearing most of the hats um however it it definitely can be fun it definitely can be uh innovative um and uh, intuitive so if you just go about it with the mindset of I'm I'm here 1000% of the time, um, commit, over commit and over deliver. Um, like you'll, you'll, it's like a workout. Like you're going to hurt for like, a, like the first part of it, but after a while you're going to get used to it and then your muscles are going to pop and you're going to be stronger and people will see it. And um, they'll be like, yeah, okay. Like your results will then speak for themselves. Yeah, totally. I think comparing the business to a fitness journey is super accurate. Like you don't know, really know what you're doing at the beginning, but as you keep going, you know, you start to get the hang of it, you start to build up those muscles. So I think that's, that's a great um, little metaphor there. <laughs> um, but that's a pretty good note to start to wrap things up on. But before we sign off here, tell us where can we find you? Like what's your social media? Do you have a website? All that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, so the website, you can find me at thepeacecentergym.com um and we're also on uh, every social media outlet facebook instagram tiktok um, twitter and pinterest everything is the peace center gym perfect the peace center gym on social media and the peace center gym.com everyone check out quentin's facility thank you again for being on the show i super appreciate all of your insight today yeah for sure absolutely thank you for having me of course and to all of our listeners we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon and as always until next time jim lords out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. 
Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Christina and Phil out of Dragon Health and Fitness. What's going on, y'all? How are y'all doing today? Good, thank you. Really good, yeah. Yeah, very good, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're, we're really excited to have you guys on. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at Dragon Health and Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your operations to people and what made you guys want to pursue, you know, a business in the health and fitness industry in the first place? Um, okay, so I'll go first on that one. Yeah. Um, if anybody asks what our, um, if they wanted to come along, I suppose we say that we are normal uh, instructors. We, we're not going to try and um, sort of jump up and down in front of them showing how good we are at it or anything like that. It's about teaching them really good form and really, in a really good fun way. So um, it's it's quite a family, not family friendly, but it feels like community. a family, a community, our sessions. Um, everybody's got really good friends. And I think we find people, uh, when they ask, they're asked because they're nervous about coming along to a class. And it's just about sort of explaining to them that when we, we take a class, it's about teaching them in a, in a nice environment, but real, real good form. Yeah, you know, safe. Yeah, safe, safe. <laughs> I think most people who come to classes, you know, they want to get fitter, stronger, healthier. Um, so you can do all those things at one of our classes, but we will teach you how to move correctly, lift correctly, so you can build the correct, you know, strength in the right movement patterns. Um, we used to go to all types of different classes before we started our business. I'm um, seeing all types of different things, movement incorrectly, lifting weights that are possibly too heavy, uh, which, which you know, heightens the risk of injury. So our, when we wanted to set up our business, was like, we're going to do this correctly, slow things down, take things back to basics and build from there. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, is that we people come into our classes, they're not just going to go straight in. We, we teach them probably, yeah, they're probably most nervous about not knowing where to start. And we start with the basics every time. And that's what we say to them. Don't be nervous. Come along. We look after you all the way, all the way through. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So I guess my next question is like, where is your, your drive or your motivation coming from to serve the community in this way so basically like, why do you want to help people by using the vehicle of health and fitness um can i take this yeah. one so four or five years ago i was i i used to play rugby so i played rugby for 20 years so i was i was i wouldn't say healthy but i was fit physically strong um didn't know anything really about nutrition and I was in, at the time, I was in construction industry as a project manager, and it was very, very stressful. And I, over the years, I, uh, I become bigger, more unhealthy, seeking out fast foods for lunch, and life was just like a million miles an hour. And one day, like one of my mentors, yeah, he had a heart attack, and he, was, he wasn't even 50, he was like 49 years of age. 
And I thought that guy's only like 16 years older than me. And the more and more I thought about it, I wasn't fulfilling my passion. So I, I was in a job. I wasn't really enjoying the job. I was eating rubbish. I couldn't train. I've always liked being physically fit. I've been training as often as I'd like. And then I, I thought, I need to do something about this. There's thousands. There was hundreds of people in my business that I was working for at the time were unhealthy, were eating fast food every day. And, and the more and more I looked around, I thought, this, is, this needs to change um, so I, I tried to look after myself better and, and just realized that fitness was where I could start this platform, if you like. Um, so I started to train to become a personal trainer and a, and a gym instructor. And, and the more and more I learned and realized, because I didn't know at the time, I didn't know how to exercise. I just played rugby. So, you know, you, you turn up and you get beasted by the rugby coaches Yes, you got fit and strong, but it wasn't correct. It wasn't educational. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to educate people, um, especially, you know, who haven't done things properly before. And that, that's what started um, my journey and, and wanted to set up Dragon Health and Fitness. And um, I, I, I suppose for me, not, not as an interesting story. Um, <laughs> my husband has always worked away and I just fell into the mother role. Um, and the kids have got older and I just decided I needed to find something. And I've always been really um, into my fitness. But, and that was just when I started talking to friends about I really want to retrain. Everybody was like, you, that's, that's the role for you. Um, and, and then I met Phil at a, a totally separate session. Yeah. We've both done the same course and that's how then we fell into the business together. So that's, and, and again, for me, I am one of these people who always wants to help people. <laughs> yeah. I'm always there. And I just think if I can just get that one person to enjoy fitness, you know, and change their minds on, on, Keeping yeah. it in a fun way, that for me is just a winner, on, you know, every time. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about, about that. I think that's a nice transition. Um, when it comes to getting people to join your community and like creating that buy-in, what are you guys doing, number one, um, to make, you know, your community aware that your business is out there? Okay, so yeah, this is one of the, again, going back to the marketing thing, we, so we're quite visual because where, although we have, um, we do run out of a local uh, gym, school area, we are also in the local park for some of our classes, so people have really got to know us from that because they see our classes happening, but as far as advertising, it's going to sound really old school, um, one thing we have found quite successful, and it, I don't even know if you, you do it um, in the US, but we do um, like leaflet dropping. So literally flyers, like a flyer or a leaflet. Um, and that, it's it, when, when we first thought about it, it sounds really old school, but actually it's been quite successful and our branding's quite visual and people are starting to recognise it. Um, other than that, we it, it's a really hard one, isn't it? Yeah, advertising. I mean, we, is, you know, we we use Facebook and Instagram for marketing. Um, we've tried like paid ads where where we feel we want to like really narrow that field down because um, we do lots of different style classes, mm. uh, which I'm sure we'll go on about um, 
a bit later in the, in, in the recording, but um, flyers, Facebook, Instagram, we've been to some local events yes. um, where they have days where you could have a store. Um, so the, one of the, the ones around in this area is the Emsworth Show, um, which how many, roughly how many people? Oh, so it's just, it's, it's a little village show, about 5,000 people. And that was just something nice just to be there and people, well, they didn't know you, but they know me because I'm yeah. local. But um, yeah, it, it is because I think you, well, other than if we're going to go online, it is local people coming to our classes. Um, and obviously there are other gyms, there are other places to go to. So yeah, I think, the, you know, we, we advertising do, is yeah. such a hard, it's just knowing where to put it. I think years ago, Facebook was a great advertising tool. It still is, obviously, but I think now there's so many people using Facebook as that advertising window, should we call it. We find we do better in person yeah. or with leaflets, like something a little bit more personal than a little video or an image saying this is Dragon Health Fitness. When we tend to see people at events or we do leaflet drops or, you know, we, we bump into people while we're at the park, we seem to get a lot better yeah. uh, income or people coming to, to try us out that way than online. And word of mouth. Yeah. <laughs> So with that being said, like we were talking a little bit before we actually went live with the podcast that you guys are currently looking for your own like brick and mortar facility. Yes. Yeah. So do you think that you will have to change how you're going about marketing when you do get into your own space? Ooh. I think that I think it will come with its own marketing, because I think if we do actually when not if when we do, <laughs> I think again we, we'd be looking at a different um sort of going down the local newspaper route you know um advertise not advertising yeah we're, we're open yeah more, more of a local um because when, once you're in a fixed place you know you're looking at people we, are in driving distance or walking distance yeah. so i think our marketing will be a little bit more selective should we call it i think visually because we've got a vision of what we want and what we're looking for. I think even as far as our photos go at the moment, any sort of photos we've done, the backdrop's not great because it's like on the school grounds and it's courts and it's just, you mm. know. Um, whereas when we've got our own place, you know, we've got a visual idea of what we want it to look like. And I think that will, in turn, just looks more professional, I think. Hopefully, hopefully it will go that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've not really thought about how we would maybe look at changing our marketing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, we're going to need more clients. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of transition to talk about like what the client journey is like. So who are both of you guys like doing like the selling of your packages or like what does that process look like? Uh, yeah, so um, we, as far as the classes go, I generally say we get people in through word of mouth. I and mean, again, we run different types of classes, but we do have a transformation package that we sell. Um, and actually, I would say both of us, isn't it? It just depends yeah. who's inquired at what time. We do have a, like a blanket email that we send out to people that has all the information, but I personally prefer to have a phone call with someone because I just think there's nothing better than actually discussing 
because you can tell them what we can offer, but unless they, you know what they need, it doesn't really mean anything. So I like to, we do try, we both will do yeah. that phone call. Um, like it's I said, personable. Yeah, like <laughs> I said earlier, we seem to do better when we're talking to someone or we're in front of someone. Um, mm -hmm. giving them a chance to ask questions and have some honest answers. One thing that we will never do is, is lie to a, mm -hmm. to a customer or a potential customer, but we're always very honest. Um, so if, if our package is not quite what they need, we will mm -hmm. tell them that up front rather than, you know, just being the yes company that says, yeah, we can help you, but we yeah. wouldn't go down that road yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. So, Definitely trying to hook up a call or a conversation with someone is, is always our number one if somebody's inquired via an email or a Facebook message or anything like that. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about like the services that you're offering. Like, is it personal training? Is it like semi-private? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got quite a lot, actually. So we, we have personal training. We both qualify personal trainers. Um, we run a ladies' circuit uh, two, evening, two evenings a week. Um, That's ladies only, which I take, which is meant to be beginner to intermediate, but we have a real mixture now, really, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got boot camps, which are a little bit tougher, you know, maybe an intermediate to an advanced level. Mm -hmm. We run strength sessions. We have a boxer size. And I think our sort of jewel in the crown is our 12-week warrior, which yeah. is our transformation course. My you guys have like, so personal training, small group classes, boot camps, strength training sessions. What was the last one you said? The transformation? Uh, boxer size and a 12-week warrior is the name of it. Uh, it's a 12-week transformation course. And that's where we really, we try and, so the reason behind the transformation package is, it's in person, it's not online. But there, there are sort of vision on and up behind it is offering personal training to a group at a more affordable price. So personal training is 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 like a gold membership, is is the most expensive, but not everyone can afford personal training. So to drop down a level, we've got um our 12-week warrior, which it really helps nutritionally like learn from the basics mm. about calories about macronutrients so okay. we really try and take that process from a beginner level and see them through the, the 12 weeks along with training you know we help with strength with form with posture um, and they get our access to all our classes but that's but the one thing we do stress on that for the clients is that it's not they're not going to suddenly like drop three million dress sizes or like lose those weight. The transformation is actually transforming their their um, vision on on yeah. their health and fitness. So that it's not you can lose weight on it, but it's for us it's to, you know them to look at their nutrition differently and and have that mindset at the end of the twelve weeks to be able to move forward. Yeah. And have that routine of the fitness and well, yeah. We've had people have, have had amazing results. Yeah. It's, I, um, it's, it's one of my favourite bits actually. I love, I do love the transformation programme. Because yeah. you just you build our own little community yeah. within our community. Um, and but the end, the end goal is that you leave the 12 weeks with enough knowledge and information that you can continue your journey on your own or you can stay with us and come to our classes 
but still follow that process. It's yeah. not a 12 week, right, you shut down, off you go, you're on your own. It's 12 weeks of trying to build up that knowledge, that confidence, and give them all the tools and information that they can use forever, you know? Yeah. It sounds like you, have, you guys have a really, really good thing going on now. Um, Thank let's you. talk a little bit about the future. Let's say, uh, kind of paint a picture for us, like on the business side of things, where do you want your business to be, Dragon Health Fitness, six months from now? <laughs> where do you want it to be? Whether or not you think it's possible, what do you want? Yeah, I think for us, I think definitely having our own place because is the vision of that. We've talked about it for a long time, you know, and it takes time. <sighs> It takes time to build the clientele and we've got to a point where we can't offer much more where we are because of restrictions on time and everything where so for us the only way we can sort of offer more classes and and more for our clients is to have our own our own space yeah. which is something we are really really looking for and it is hard i don't know what commercial property is like anywhere else but here if it's very few and far between and <laughs> the agents don't get back to you at all. So you have to literally look every single day. Yeah. Um, and even when you ring them, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of fun. And then yeah. you think, Oh, I'm looking at the same thing every day. <laughs> but, um, and it's, I keep saying if it's not, if it's when, because it is going to happen. It's just, you know, you, you've got to, yeah. But to, to, yourself, to, you, and keep, keep looking and yeah. But to nail your question down, I think in six months' time, we'd have our own space and be able to expand on our classes. Yeah. Have mm. we know our classes are very good, but we need more of them. Yeah. And at the minute, we are restricted with where we are. So if when we have that space, we can definitely expand and, and help more people. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. Just really helping as many people as you can exactly yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so guys this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out please tell our listeners where they can find you go on, you go on. <laughs> I can go on so we are in emsworth um which is in west sussex on the hampshire border so two different counties yeah we're right on the border. <laughs> um we work from uh, the bourne leisure center at the moment and the southbourne recreational park so we, we've got two little venues that we use there for our classes um you can we've got a website dragon health health and fitness um you can find us on facebook instagram uh, lots of pictures lots of videos lots of fun things we do um, lots of fun things. Lots of fun things. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see us on there, probably acting silly and taking taking the mick out of each, each other. other yeah. <laughs> but having fun, you'll you'll see us. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, Christina, did you have anything to add? No. Just thank you very much for um, inviting us on. It's been lovely to yeah. meet you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we really appreciate y'all's time and contribution to the podcast. Really looking forward to what you're going to be able to accomplish your own in six months, opening up your, your own space and continuing to help more people. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.